Hey, Boston baddies. Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work, the last episode of 2022. Before we dive into the episode, we did want to quickly talk about something that we think was really important to share. Have been hearing about the story of a girl. Her name is Haley Reed. Abby and I actually both met her through work. She was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis at birth. And over the past year, it has developed into life-threatening liver complications. They've kind of exhausted all options at this point. And they're at the point where they're actively looking for a liver donor, so a live donor, who would be able to you know, give part of their liver to help save Haley's life. We definitely wanted to make sure we were using our platform to talk about this. It's an extremely difficult, sad time that Haley and her family and her loved ones are going through right now. So we want wanted to get awareness out there. She is type O blood. So if you are type O and you're between the ages of 21 and 55 years old, there's a chance that you could be a match. So again, we wanted to get the word out there. Even if you are not a match and don't know anyone that is, I think any level of being able to repost, share her story, everything like that. There's a website. It's called Haley'sHero.com. That's Haley is H-A-Y-L-E-E-S hero hero.com where you can hear more about Haley's story everything she's been battling through and ways that you can share her story and if you're interested obviously there's information on how to donate yeah and if you are not type o and you want to help others nationwide there is a national registry for organ donation you can visit registerme.org to add your name to the national registry that could benefit people all over the country Absolutely. I think with this time of the year, especially as much as we all want to spend time with our loved ones, we all want to have fun. We also need to think about the people out there that are going through a lot. So any bit helps. Thank you guys so much for listening. And now we're going to get back into the episode. Okay. So last episode of the year. Last episode of 2022. How are we feeling? Are we sad? Um, Are we happy? Do we feel neither? Like, neither. I'm just impressed that you got it right. That you said 2022 and not 2023. I always say 2023. <laughs> no. I think like, so honestly, maybe 2023 is my year because Ooh. my brain automatically wants to say it. Like in emails, I say it. I say it in texts. Like there's just something about it that's like, it's appealing. Well, it is going to be everyone's Jordan year. I was thinking about it. I was like, did, was I, did I have a really good... 23rd year of my life and then I was like no it sucked I'm pretty sure I got broken up with I wasn't pretty sure I gained 15 pounds like I don't (laughs) think anything good happened but like I don't know you didn't have the podcast and you didn't have me so it's automatically garbage it's garbage it it was it was all garbage um no but it, it is crazy whenever we have the last episode of the year it always feels very dramatic we're not um we're not filming next week guys so this is what you'll have for two weeks to hold on to I know. Love and to hold. Well, if you want to follow us on Instagram and see what we're up to, it's at drinksafterwork underscore or at drinksafterwork no underscore on TikTok. You can follow up with our lives there. Absolutely. How are we doing? I'm doing good. I'm still recovering from your dinner party. From my dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> like, Got a little wild. Recovering in terms of like we drank too much or recovering like it was such a insane high stress like high anxiety <laughs> provoking night that like emotionally you're still recovering i didn't help actually that's not true i i breaded the eggplant other than that i did not lift a finger and just watching the chaos in the kitchen was was something <laughs> i would love to relive over and over maybe we should start a cooking show 
Oh God, that would literally be a shit show. Worst thing ever. Honestly, I think I talked about this last week on the podcast. I don't know what's wrong with me, but like even when I have a million things on my plate, I'm like, let's throw a dinner party into it. And in my head, I was like, I'm gonna be hosting a very classy dinner party. It's gonna be Gossip Girl Christmas themed. And my, you know, some of my closest friends are gonna come over and there's gonna be fun drinks, Christmas drinks. There's gonna be really good food, dessert, like the whole nine yards. I didn't think about the fact that when you do something like this, you actually have to plan. Mm -hmm. You need to go grocery shopping. When you invite 12 people over, like you need places for them to sit. And you did none of that. Shout out Michael. Eat a meal. (laughs) And my, and Michael is like sitting me down and he's like, Shannon, do you have a plan? And I was like, no babe, like it's going to work out. And he was like, no. Like we need, we need a plan. So honestly, thank God for Michael. He definitely, (laughs) I don't know what I would do without him. Basically, if it wasn't for him, everyone would have been sitting on the floor eating like mac and cheese because in my mind, I had all this time. It ends up being Friday afternoon. It's 2 PM. I'm like trying to clean the apartment. Haven't even started like thinking about food preparations or what people are going to eat or anything like that. Um, Everyone showed up. I had on my robe. No makeup. You always do though. I know every time I'm going to come to your apartment, you have no makeup on, you're in a robe, usually in the bathroom getting ready. And I'm just, I'm just waiting for you to finish. I like expect it. And I think the cool thing is, is like, if it's a close friend, I know that, you know, and I'm fine with like getting ready while you're just like sitting in my, you know, apartment drinking, we can kind of hang out. I've made the mistake of doing this a few times with people I'm not as close with. And it's a little awkward because I'm like in the bathroom and I'm like, well, I'm going to keep getting ready. But like, <laughs> what do we, what do I do with this person who's just like sitting in they my play house? with the cats. I think I'm way too comfortable with my friends. Like I literally was like getting fully ready. Didn't have an outfit picked out, like nothing. Appetizers are like going in the oven again. Thank God to Michael. Cause I was not doing that. And then everyone's been over for an hour and we're just starting to cook dinner. Like where, whereas I feel like when you usually host a dinner party, did, the people, dinner's in the oven already. People should come over. The appetizers should already be ready to be eaten. And dinner should be like <laughs> being made or like getting close to being done. But in reality, people were over for probably three hours before dinner was, was done. And well, we were like, all of our friends can just sit there like drinking while we like fully prepare this like big ass holiday dinner. And that's what happened. And then people get a little too drunk, which I didn't account for. But like. What are you gonna do? You made a fire sugar cookie martini, so I'll give you that. That was and the good. place looked fire. Like it looked so cute. Like the decorations, the Amazon plates, the gold aesthetic. I loved it. Yeah, it all kind of worked out. Michael ordered those. I know. Good. For I'm, him. I'm impressed. I know. It was good. Um, I sh- had to go to New York the next day for 24 hours, so it was a very early morning. So I was—I still can't believe you guys woke up that early to go to New York I, after that night. Well, we were definitely leaving a little bit later than planned, but it's fine. It was still an early morning, and something occurred to me that Michael said at the dinner party. We were talking about the dress for the New Year's Eve wedding that we have that yes, I lost that you lost, and he was like did you check Rhonda? And for those of you that don't know who Rhonda is, it's my Honda. <laughs> Rhonda the Honda. Rhonda the Honda. Get it? And he How was like- that bitch has survived all these years? Uh, I have no idea. Don't jinx it. She's getting up there. <laughs> she's like eight years old, whatever. She's she's still young at heart. Oh, I was talking about your driving, not the, oh. not the age of the car. 
<laughs> how old am I? How long have I had a license? I don't know. How old like, am I? Too long. <laughs> oh my God. Like over a decade. Dude, there's a chance they take your license away from you one day. No. Nah. Anyways. Anyways. So he said to me Friday night, he was like, well, did you check Rhonda? And I was like, you know what? I haven't. And so something hit me on our five hour drive to New York that, oh my God, I need to check Rhonda. And so we pull over and not, we so didn't wait, wait, So you <laughs> lost this. So by the way, for those of you that don't know, it is mystery man's older sister's yes. wedding, New Year's Eve. Correct. We're, we will all be in attendance. Yes. By we, I mean me, Gail, mystery man, and Michael. And she bought this really nice dress in August. It was like a $300 dress from Revolve mm -hmm. in August and just randomly loses it. And is like been very upset. She's like, <laughs> how could I have lost it? I'm pissed. I've been like going through everything. I've checked every corner everywhere. Like what could have happened? You didn't think to check your car. No, never. No. And I'm, I'm actually proud to say that the trunk of my car is surprisingly clean. I think mystery man's OCD has kind of forced me to be. Um, so I just never thought that I would be there. Old Abby, my trunk would be a mess and that'd be you the first place that I, I know it would be the first place that I look. Cause I'm like, I don't know what the hell is back there, but I thought I knew everything that was back there. Cause there's practically nothing back there. So we're on our way to New York. We pull over, um, at a rest stop in Connecticut to get more gas. And I was like, Oh my God, I need to check. And so I ran to the trunk and it was freaking in the bag. It came in, in, um, like a cute little beach bag. I guess I, I think I just threw it in there during the move because I was like, well, it's not going to the storage unit and it's not going to Mr. Man's parents' house for the two weeks that we lived there. So let me just put it in the car because it's a safe spot. I won't lose it. And I obviously forgot. So you got the dress back. I got, yeah. And then I returned it. What do you mean you returned it? You texted me this the other day and I didn't know if I was like dreaming or if that was real, but I was like, what is what, why? Okay, well, everything happens for a reason because when I ordered the dress, I didn't know that the bridesmaids were wearing emerald green. But it's a different color green. I mean, it's in the family. It's and in I was, the family. Yeah, and I just like don't want to like be that girl. Um, like don't be that girl that also wears bright like fire truck red to a wedding. I think that's rude, but whatever. Don't wear white, red, or the same color as a bridesmaid if you can. Someone Anyways. once told me not to wear black and I was like, bitch, I will be wearing black. Because at, at every wedding, it's yeah. also a funeral. We all know that. <laughs> it's, it's the death of... Your singlehood. Of, yeah. Like, yeah. It's the death of your old life. That's like, appropriate. I think black is extremely appropriate. Um, Anyways. I agree. So I had posted in our Facebook group, link in bio, joined today, almost 8,000 girls, whatever. That. Yeah, I posted in our Facebook group, like trying to sell this dress because I just wanted to get rid of it. And one of the baddies commented and she was like, I just returned a four month old pair of jeans for a, a full refund. Like you should like contact customer service. Whoa. And I was four like- Four months? Yeah, well that's, so their return policy is, is no 90 days. I thought there's, it was a month. There's something for 30 days, but there's something for 90 days. But basically I end up calling them and she was like, yeah, we can make an exception. Like I'll, I'll resend you the thing, like whatever, we'll give you a full refund. And I was like, oh, that's shit. Amazing. But when I was looking up all this information, I found out that um, there's like a return policy where if you return more than $7,500 worth of clothes in one year, like you get put on like a list. And I'm just thinking of all the influencers that are on that list. Wait, like what type of a list? Like there's like repercussions, like consequences for like, you either like can't order as much or like they won't let you return anymore. I don't know. I don't want to find out, but I, oh my gosh, PSA like to, a, like to a everyone. Like a revolve watch list. Yeah. Wait, that actually, 
I actually am agree in agreement with Revolve doing that. And yeah, I, and no, I, I do agree. understand, like, I can see both sides. On one hand, I can understand be, people being annoyed because how many girls out there are like, don't know if like maybe they're like oh well the, well the the two fit me or the four like I don't know I'm just gonna order both sizes yeah and turn one like wait I didn't even think of those well that's the thing like there's crap. so many times when you see a dress and like you know maybe the comments are like oh it runs a little small so you're like shit should I order my size or the size up and then you you're just like oh I'm just gonna order both and then you return one so if you do that routinely like that'll creep up to $7,500. Yeah. But then you're still spending the money. Like it's not like right. you're not. Maybe they take that into consideration. Maybe though. like they compare like the amount that you've, the amount of money you've spent and kept versus the amount you've returned. True. Because think about all the bougie women out there that like could get up to 7,500 just in like a few returns. If they're, if you're ordering yeah. like Bronx and Banco gowns that are like, you know, two grand. I love that you like know that designer off the top of your head. <laughs> Mom, like who? <laughs> but like, I just that, but I, but on the other side, like to play devil's advocate, very smart of Revolve because yeah. there are so many girls out there that do these hauls. And like you said, a few weeks ago, they're definitely returning like so much of that stuff and they're doing it just for the likes or the views. Mm -hmm. And then they return the clothes, which is such a pain in the ass for the company to deal with. I know we've talked about this before on the podcast where I forget what I said. It was their return rate versus their revenue rate is like drastic. Like the amount, the amount of money that they lose in returns versus how lot. much it's like it's significant enough to do studies on it. Enough <laughs> to do studies because yeah. of all the freaking girlies, the revolve all the hall freaking girlies. influencers. I that know. is literally insane. Well, I bought a new dress. It's arriving tomorrow. I'm not happy with the price, but like I'm getting desperate. What color? Navy. Cute. Yeah, I'll show you after. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, it's. I'm. I honestly feel so weird. I, I think like not wearing black to me is so strange because I honestly started panicking. Like, how do you accessorize color? Like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> like silver, I guess. Well, you could, so I found this this dress and I found it on like multiple websites like Bloomingdale, Saks, whatever. And every model is wearing a different color heel. Mm -hmm. Like one girl's wearing black, another's wearing blue, not blue, gold and silver. And I'm like. I don't know what you to could, do. I would do silver for a New Year's wedding. Like, I oh. feel like if it was a summer wedding, I'd say like nude or white, but like for a New Year's wedding, silver. I would do silver. That's nice. Or or like you get away with gold. I think silver is the move though. Silver okay. earrings, silver sports earrings, have silver, silver earrings. heels. I mean, heels. No. Good. Wait, <laughs> I, I have those sparkly ones that I wore to Samantha's wedding for my with my bridesmaid's dress. I'll show, I'll send you a picture. Okay, because I don't feel like buying silver heels for one wedding. Silver bells. Anyways. Anyways, my life okay. is kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, I was supposed to be boarding a flight literally tomorrow at this time mm. to go to Turkey to see my family for Christmas. I've been so freaking excited about this trip. Like, for those of you that don't know, I grew up in in Turkey, like in Istanbul, like from when I was five till right before high school. And I have not seen my family. Like I have a whole family. My whole dad's side lives over there. So mm -hmm. my grandmother, my aunt, my cousin, like I haven't seen them in years of my life. Um, part, partly due to COVID and not being able to travel and like whatever. So 
We were going to go this year for Christmas. We we're going to go for nine days, like spend a ton of time with them. I was looking forward to it. My Turkish grandmother, like this woman knows how to cook. Like she was mm-hmm. chefing up like every Turkish del- delicacy you can imagine. I was pumped. So tomorrow night was my flight and I literally get a call from my parents today and they're like, we don't know if we can go because my grandmother has COVID. Um, like she just tested positive for COVID and she's pretty sick. So I'm super worried about her. And we also like, I mean, she's a fighter. She'll be fine. But like, I'm also very sad for her because that sucks. And I know she feels bad and she lives with my aunt and my cousin. So they'll all be like kind of quarantining together. So my parents were like, we can't go and like, right. What are we going to do? Like we would have to, we wouldn't be able to see them. And the whole point is to see them. So we're probably not going to go unless like something crazy happens by like tomorrow morning. So I'm praying for that, but like, I'm pretty down. And you know what? I literally was at my Christmas dinner with Michael at Moo last night in Seaport, which by the way, highly recommend. Yeah. And we were like recapping on this year and I was like, Michael, this has been one of the best years of my life. Like things are going really well. Like with my job, like I'm happy with my friends. I love my family. I love you. Like I'm going to Turkey to see my family in a few days. Like I'm so thankful. <laughs> Boom! The next day, I was like, <laughs> classic. That is literally classic. being thankful gets you nowhere. Thank you, 2022. Yeah, like last time, I'm thankful. Just kidding. <laughs> but that it's sucks. it's okay. I'm sorry. We'll we'll be fine. Like we'll probably res- if we can't go, we'll reschedule the trip. It'll be okay. But you know when like you're just like looking forward to something and like mm-hmm. in your mind, there's no scenario where like this isn't gonna happen. You're like, this is happening. I'm so happy after all these years, like this is it. And then you're like that quickly. You're like, no. Also, why does this shit always happen around the holidays? Um, like the last two or three years, I feel like I know. it's been so brutal, but it is what it is. <clears throat> well, Chris Harrison, <laughs> remember him? Yes. He, for those of you that don't know, he was the host of The Bachelor slash Bachelorette for almost 20 years, since 2002. And he was fired or let go or yeah. he left. I think they let, I think they let him go. Yeah. Back in June of 2021, basically after defending a contestant for whatever doesn't matter wasn't great it was a very controversial you know decision on whether or not this let go was just or not and for the past two years he has not spoken on it and he is finally breaking his silence with what else a freaking podcast everyone (laughs) these days is just getting a podcast and their dog yep literally so january 9th his new podcast is debuting called the most dramatic podcast ever Get it? Yeah, Get the most it. dramatic season ever. Um, so do we know for a fact that he's going to be talking about what happened? Yes. Okay. So he released like a minute and a half clip trailer recently, like this week I listened to it. And honestly, I think there are some people that don't deserve a microphone for an hour, <laughs> personally. Um, Wait, why? I don't know. It was just... I don't know. I'm interested. I'm, I will be tuning in. I will be tuning into this for sure. Um, I don't really know what he's going to, I don't know why he needs a podcast to talk about this. I guess he's going to talk about, you know, his opinions on all things relationships, including dating, marriage, love, loss, whatever. And I think unless he's 
prepared to spill like major tea. Like, I don't know what he's, what he's doing. That's a good point. Like, like what, like, because, and I know it was like highly com- controversial, like what happened with him and everything. And uh, honestly, like, I don't know. I mean, are there people that defended him? Like, I feel like it was pretty cut and dry. People were like, all right, he needs to be out. But again, I don't know enough about the situation to talk about it, but I, I do know that what he did say was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know like how deep it goes, but in my mind, he goes on there and let's say he exposes a bunch of tea or like gives the side of the story. Okay. Um, what happens after that? Like what happens for the rest of the podcast? Like, well, that's what, is, what I'm wondering. You know what I mean? And like, I think Sophia with an F ran into a similar issue where like, and again, I love, love, I love the girl. I, and mm-hmm. obviously her situation is very different. She didn't say anything or do anything that I think was wrong. Like she just wanted more money, but America was pissed at her. She was silent for a very long time. Alex started her podcast. She comes up and is like, you know, you guys miss me. Everyone was like, oh my God, Sophia's back. This is crazy. She spills like some tea the first episode or two. And then after that, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. She still has a following. The podcast is doing well. Just like, I think there's this natural like element of, okay, now that that's behind me and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. What do I talk about next? type thing. And she's actually a professional podcaster and he's not. So like, I feel like hers is definitely more sustainable. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering legally what he can say. True. And I do think though, that there are people that forgive and forget, like there are people that are going to be like, you know what? He was the host for 20 years. He said some fucked up shit, but you know, hopefully in the past two years, he's had time to reflect. And I'm sure there are like diehard Chris fans that, you know, are going to tune in and see what he has to say. And, you know, all will be well. I don't think he's going to get his job back ever, but, um, I think unless he is going to really, really give like a genuine apology, then this podcast is going to sink. No, I completely agree with that, but I'll be interested to know kind of like what happens. I know. Um, Tom Brady is spending Christmas Eve alone. Yeah, he's not the only one having not the Christmas he thought he'd have. That is heartbreaking. Is it? <laughs> no. Or did he do it to himself? Honestly, like when people this famous are like, I'm spending Christmas Eve alone, I'm like, but are you? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, is there really ever an alone for Tom Brady? That's, I just don't know. Like, does he true. feel loneliness the way that the rest of us do? I, I don't know. Like, and I can't comment on it. Like, I don't know his experience, but I'm also like, what does that mean? Like he's, you know what the difference, okay, here's what it is. He is choosing to spend it alone. There are people out there that wish they could be with people on Christmas Eve and they have to spend it alone. Right. Like they don't have friends. They don't have family. They're alone. And that's sad. And I'm not saying Tom Brady's situation isn't sad, but I'm also like, this dude could spend Christmas Eve for basically anyone. I mean, any of the the men that we know in Boston, <laughs> if Tom was like, hey, I'm looking for someone's house to go to for Christmas Eve. I mean, it, they the would welcome him with wide arms. Yeah, exactly. Well, so he's playing a game somewhere on Christmas Day. I don't know who he's playing, but he's playing a game. So he'll be spending Christmas Eve alone in his hotel room. Um, but I'm sure like other teammates are actually probably not. They're probably have wives or girlfriends that will travel to their hotel room. So he might be alone, but he plans to see his kids on the 26th, the day after Christmas. But honestly, what makes me sad is 
for his kids. Yeah. Like their kids, his kids aren't going to have their father for whatever. I guess they're probably used to it. Do, do Christmas games happen a lot? Yeah. So maybe this isn't well, the I first know they Christmas. do definitely for the NBA. NBA. Well, Football is on, on Sundays, so like Christmas is on a Sunday. Yeah, like if Christmas uh, isn't on a Sunday, then they're not gonna. You know what I mean? They really couldn't just push that. That seems kind of stupid. I feel like some people like winning Christmas Day games, though. Like yeah. I know the NBA always has a Christmas Day game, and like that's kind of fun to watch sometimes. Well, there's always um, Thursday Thanksgiving. There's always football games. True. On Thanksgiving, yeah. So yeah, but fuck that. Thanksgiving. Christmas is Christmas. I like Thanksgiving. What if they're Jewish? <laughs> oh, true. That's true. Well, I forgot. Regardless, I think that's like part of being an, a famous athlete. Like that's you true. get paid millions and millions of dollars and you could be famous, but like maybe you have to give up yeah. some holidays. But for Christmas Eve, like he couldn't just like fly in and see his kids even for a few hours. I'm a Christmas Eve person. Like that to yeah, me, I love that's Christmas the magical Eve. day. Christmas day is great. You wake up early, you open presents, you hang out with your family. You chill. It's very nice. It's relaxing. It's reflective. Whatever. Christmas Eve, there's like this magic in the air. Like it, to me, it feels cozy. Like I would take Christmas Eve over Christmas Day, any day of the week. Yeah, no, me too. But I feel like no one prepares you for holiday traditions to change. So True. if his kids aren't used to this, I feel like it's probably going to be the moment maybe where like things sink in that like oh my parents are actually separating like this is their first christmas with their parents not together divorce just does so many shitty kid things to a kid i know i just think it's crazy you know i also think that's why so many people in our generation get married so much later or they don't get married because they're like they want to be sure yeah maybe i'm just gonna be a little sure before i like bring other people into my situation and that's why PSA, if your relationship is not going well, a child will not fix it. And neither will a ring. Neither will a ring. Well, Merry Christmas. Well, <laughs> what? Well, unless like you're upset because you want the ring, but like a, a child is not going to fix your relationship. No, 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 you no. just shouldn't. You just shouldn't do it unless unless you can give it. I don't know why I'm giving parenting advice. I am no parent. <laughs> I'm not married, so maybe Neither I'm not qualified, but like that is just something I'm passionate about. Okay. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Justin Bieber is lashing out on Instagram, calling out H&M for basically selling clothes with his face on it, with oh. his, you know, album names on it. And I'll give it to him. It's freaking ugly. I looked at some of the items that they <laughs> like were selling. Like his face in the, in the yeah. merch is ugly or like yeah. the merch itself is ugly. Both. Both. Yeah. He, it's not a hot pick of beebs. Well, it's just like. Is he I a little think, acne? Like, what's, no, like what is he upset No, I just think anyone. So basically he posted on Instagram. I didn't approve of any of the merch collection that they put up at H&M. All without my permission and approval. SMH, I wouldn't buy it if I were you. <laughs> and then the next story is the H&M merch they made of me is trash and I didn't approve it. Don't buy it. And so I was like, all right, let me see what he's talking about. And if you were to go look right now, it's all been taken down off of the H&M website. Um, so you'd have to do some digging to find it. Honestly, it probably isn't that hard. But... I just think it's funny that Justin Bieber is just calling out H&M. They're over here making a statement saying, you know, as with all other licensed products and partnerships, like H&M followed proper approval procedures. And it just makes me wonder, like, how much does Bieber, like, not know what's going on? 
Like, are there people like on his team that approve things and he doesn't have the chance to even sign, like to sign off on it? Not that he's the one physically signing a contract, but like, does he give the green light? But I will say like, I would be freaking pissed if I were him. Okay, so he has a a partnership with H&M. Obviously we don't know like what the- Wait, he does? that's oh, I don't know. No, like I think it's if they're saying they followed everything to a T, then like that to me makes me feel like there is some sort of a partnership he has with H and M, to some extent. Like, does he have a previous partnership with them? Because like the only thing I could say see is maybe like if in the contract it says they reserve the right to like put merch with like Bieber stuff on it under certain terms or something. And maybe like he thought he had, he would have the right to sign off on every photo. Cause I do agree if there's no partnership at all between H&M and Justin Bieber at all, like there was nothing. I do think that there's an element of like, I don't know if they can post like his face on their merchandise if they don't have any sort of an agreement with him. Okay. After further investigation, it sounds like they did agree to do like a merch line, but that he did not authorize the designs. Yes. Okay. Cause I was going to say like, I know that consent, especially with like famous people and like posting their faces around and stuff is like such a big area of like, you can't just like take a picture of Justin Bieber and like put it on your brand's clothing, especially a major brand like H and M without there being contractual agreements in place saying they can do that. So there's, I was like, there's no way just like, H&M just went out there willingly. Right. So it sounds like he's saying he didn't approve of the photo or like of the merch. And they're like, we followed the contract. I think it's, I mean, it's not great. <laughs> it's definitely not my favorite. It's but weird. I do think it's interesting because you're right. Like, I think sometimes these <laughs> celebrities, they have like normal human reactions to things like, you, I don't like this or like, I look ugly or... I didn't approve this, but like he might not know what like what the contract says. Like he might not know what H and M does and does not. not have the right to do. There's I would no think that a company like that would like abide by their like contract before just willy nilly putting something on their merchandise. You yeah you would unless think. you're Balenciaga hashtag <laughs> haven't haven't forgotten. But like I don't know. Wait, when you when you were in London, did did you remember I showed you a TikTok of people putting up signs on Balenciaga in London? Did you happen to walk by? Okay, I didn't see that. No, like of the store, you mean? Yeah, they were like putting up like oh, like pedophile stickers like all over the. I didn't see pedophile stickers being put up, but what I did see, so I I need to post this TikTok. I literally have videos of it. It's so interesting. I knew you had one in the queue. So there, like, I went to Harrods in London. Yep. And it's like basically um, like sacks on steroids. It's so nice there. And you walk through like all the designer brands are there, right? So like it is Christmas in London. The, the bitches are out shopping. Like the people are out, like their wallets are out. Dior is flooded with people, Prada, Gucci, you name it. Like it is so busy. There's lines, like people are lining up to spend thousands of dollars on stuff they don't need. Um, I walked by Balenciaga, not a single person in the store, like not one, like the, the store front was like completely empty and the, the entire rest of, it was such an interesting scene. Like the entire place, like Harrods is flooded with people. Like you can barely move and like no one, like there was like a box around Balenciaga where there wasn't a single person to the point where I actually weirdly felt bad for the salespeople, which I know is like weird, but I'm like, oh, it's like hot Christmas and like 
they're just standing there and they're not, yeah. they're not making any commission. What I guess, whatever, like you can't get caught up on those things. But I still think it's funny because the same company that owns Balenciaga owns Gucci and owns YSL and owns Bottega. I just think that there's some research that needs to be done because we're still paying Caring, which is the parent company. What's it called? Caring. Caring. Caring owns Balenciaga, Gucci. I think they might own Puma. Actually, allegedly, don't don't (laughs) hold me to that. They own YSL. They own Bottega, Veneta. They own a bunch of different brands. Like all of these designer stories, like we always think of it as like, oh, well, like Gucci's really popular this month. Like, I wonder if YSL is sad. Like they don't care. They don't care which designer store you go to because all the designer brands are owned by like two or three different companies. Right. Like there's one brand that owns like, like Louis Vuitton and I think um, Dior or something like that. Like there's like three brands that own all of them. So they actually don't care which stores you shop at because chances are they're still making the money. So just do some research. And if you don't want to support Balenciaga, don't support the rest of the companies that Caring owns. Sorry, as a weird aside. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> You're like ruining people's. So ruining here are the list lives. of the places you can't shop at. The more research you do on all of these no, brands, it's they're so all evil. Bad. Like unless you shop like local, like homegrown. Small business. Like small business. Mom and pop. Of, like Zara is messed up. H&M is messed up. Like they all are not sustainable. They all do shady shit abroad. Like every single company. Well, it's, it's, it's hard. It's actually scary and gross, like how powerful a select group of individuals are in this world. Because if you actually do the research on who owns Johnson and Johnson, who owns basically like, I saw this, this grid of basically like you have Maybelline. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Maybelline mascara and a high end mascara are owned by the same company. They're owned by the same company and that company is owned and it just goes up this ladder and they don't care. Like like, they don't care if you are like opting out of designer mascara and you're like saving your money because they own that brand too. Yeah. (laughs) And it's funny because like, I think a lot of us don't think monopolies exist. Like they do. Like there's like four companies that own everything in the world. I know. Not to get down a rabbit hole. If you ever have like an extra, like, six hours in your night and you just like want to go down a rabbit hole just like literally do research like Abby said on which companies own which companies it's actually mind-boggling and the, and the information is like easily accessible like if you look up what caring k-e-r-i-n-g Salma Hayek's husband by the way who's a kind of a messed up guy Wait, who don't really know why she's with him Salma Hayek who's that like the movie star she mm-hmm. is with this guy and he owns like everything. Is he and old? How he old? doesn't seem that nice. He's like a little older. Like gonna die soon. So I don't maybe think like I don't think like on the deathbed uh. quite yet. Like maybe soon. Like I don't know. I don't mm. know what they're like. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> any who's I don't know how we just went. Down. We always go down tangents. I know. It's okay. Well, that's it for drunk deets of 2022. I hope some juicy drama happens over the next week and a half while we're gone because I want to know there's like some like missing pieces that like we've just never found out about. Like what is Kylie Jenner's baby baby's name? Did why didn't we ever find that out? I don't know. They're probably going to like announce it in season like uh, whatever. Def- definitely. Like season finale, season opener, like something. There's Chris like Jenner, a lot of questions. Like, Chris will do anything. She will. She's, she's insane. She was just that, um, uh, speaking of the Kardashians, we haven't spoken about the Kardashians. I just it just hit me. We haven't done a drunk D on the Kardashians in a couple weeks. 
I know. I'm like <clears throat> temporarily boycotting them because of Balenciaga and Kim Kardashian. That's totally fair. But also they've been like kind of quiet. Quiet. I know. And whenever they go quiet, it's like makes me wonder. Mason did just have his bat mitzvah though. True. Like that, that could have been a, was like a huge. <laughs> <laughs> and I did see. Like they're never quiet around like any, any of their weddings or like the, the birth of their children. But like Mason's bat mitzvah. Uh, yeah. I'm they sure, all turn like, up. Yeah. They just, they had to give him like the, the respect. And oh, yeah. And, and Kim or not Kim, Chris, Chris Jenner was at, um, Okay, wait. Is the Tesla guy Elon? Yes. Okay, Elon. <laughs> Stop. I okay. My goal for you in twenty twenty three is to know, not like a lot. I'm not asking for mm-hmm. like I'm not someone that knows everything. But I need you to know that Elon Musk is Tesla. I think I just need that from you. Wait, maybe no. I'm not thinking of Elon Musk. Who's the um other really rich guy? Um, Jeff ba- Bezos. Yes, Bezos? Amazon. Jeff- who? Like Amazon. Oh, yes. Amazon. I thought that was a person. I was like, I don't know who that is. Um, Jeff Bezos just threw his girlfriend like this huge birthday party. And I saw Chris Jenner in a photo. So like she's like out and about. Yeah. Like whipping and dating. Yeah. Around the town. Wow. I almost forgot Jeff Bezos. Be- he's ugh, making a killing right now with all these Amazon <laughs> purchases. I still Wait, need. Do you ever get embarrassed? Like sometimes I get a little embarrassed. Um, It's a daily occurrence. So why? I don't know what this, I got home to my apartment last night and I went to the front desk and I was like, Hey, um, you know, I just want to see if there's any packages for Shannon. Like I gave him my unit number and he was like, Oh (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh no. How many were there? Let's just say I had to get one of those like bellhop carts to like cart it all up to my apartment. And I like felt that he was a little like judging Judgy. me. Yeah. No, no, he is the like he's very Nicest sweet. Guy. He was probably judging you. But like I habits. feel a little like I felt sad. There was one night we were out um actually after the grand after Friendsgiving and we yeah. like came back to my apartment after as we all do like 3 in the morning <laughs> and a few of my friends were like pretty like you know like having a good time like they <laughs> pretty were drunk. Jo- jolly and I was like so embarrassed by you know, the doorman seeing him to the point where I was like, I wait him, the d- doorman seeing, seeing, y- seeing my drunk friends, friends, seeing me with them. Like I was mortified. <laughs> I was like, do we sneak Tell into Tell us how back? you really feel. I just like, didn't want him to judge me. Okay. But you have to think about it. You have a 24 seven doorman, right? Is yes. it 24 seven? Yeah. Okay. Bougie. Um, he works, well, not him, but there is a 24 seven guy. The he amount of everyone. like walk of shame, the know. amount of like, uh, weird shit that they see like pfft, drunk people but you know how we always fine. we always think that everything's about us like realistically yeah. i know no, that's it's not i know that he probably didn't doesn't give a shit he's probably like oh it's saturday this is normal but in my mind i'm like oh like he's gonna see this and be like what is wrong with her like i yeah. don't know what why that is well that's i'm not normal you're like, probably not the only one in the building i mean it's christmas time he can't judge you during christmas time if it was like you're dollying up in like the middle of may when like there's no holiday in may well there's memorial day but there's no <laughs> gift giving holiday in may oh you don't do memorial day gifts no damn no. maybe 2023 <laughs> maybe next year yeah okay It'd be different so last week we were recapping if we thought that the the year 2022 was good. And like how a lot of people on TikTok were talking about why it sucked, why it was the worst year ever, et cetera. Um, 
what about what about next year? I know that we're usually the queens of like we hate when people are like New Year, New Me. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I'm gonna be so different. Next year is just gonna be so different. Like I don't think we expect to randomly within the next week like become new human beings. Um, but I actually this year I'm kind kind of like changing my tune a little of like, is there a happy medium where I'm not gonna be a new person, but instead of going into the year with no goals, no aspirations, not wanting to change anything, which I usually do. It's like, is there things that like we can focus on like goals we can have? I just, I think that maybe like setting- in When you say we, is this like a, a it's, we We're thing? in it together. So, like, so I have to set goals? You have to set goals too. Okay. I think it's good to have goals. Like in what, life, do you, what do you yeah. want to happen in 2023? What do I want to happen? Yeah, like what do you want to make happen? Well, I know that I will fix my stomach issues. That's for damn That's sure. That's on my list too. That's I have that like, on my goal list. If I, like this is going to be like a huge life change for the both of us doing this program. Um, I'm already like extremely intimidated uh, that January 9th, like everything's going to change. Like I'm going to have to like wake up earlier and like start to like eat breakfast, which I haven't done in like mm, 27 years. Um, just those, <laughs> those like little things. Um, it's extremely intimidating, but I think, you know, what better time than the new year to start fresh as cringy as it is new year, new me. I think it is a good time to evaluate, you know, what didn't you like about the past year and like what is in your control that you can change in the new year? Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. I had that on my list too is figure out root cause of stomach issues. You know, what's annoying. Sometimes when you talk about this shit, people are like, okay, like it's really not the end of the world. I saw a TikTok today, which I think like summed up perfectly how I feel about this. It's really not even about like aesthetics. It's for some reason, like there is a like, mind stomach or like mind gut connection where if shit's like not right with like your stomach and like how you're feeling and you're always feeling like I know for me like I wake up every single day for the first three hours of the day feeling completely nauseous for no reason every single day like pain for some reason it starts affecting like your mental health I don't know why like I mm -hmm. feel like I feel down and like depressive episodes based on like how I like how I physically feel which is interesting like there's like a connection between the two so I think in order to like regain that area of my life like figuring out what's going on like with my stomach is so so important so I'm with you on that one. Oh yeah I've seen TikTok saying like girls giving their testimony on you know I healed my gut and it and all my anxiety like went away. That's crazy. And I was like, imagine what did I, what do I have to do to get that? Cause like, at this point I'll do? do anything. I will literally do like, anything. I mean, I, feel like I so shit in a freaking bag for frick's sake. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that was so bad. It was, it was worse than I thought it was It was be. worse. Okay. It was really bad. That, so PSA, <laughs> if anyone is thinking about it, it's worse than you think it's, it's going to be. But they say no pain, no gain. Yeah. Um, okay. That's a good goal. A what goal, about you? Okay, a goal I have is to become more consistent, like all around. Um, Can you be more specific? Okay, so I, I mean, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before. Like I'm a very like all or nothing person. 
I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's something wrong with me. I'm not really sure. This I've always been like this. I'm either doing everything or I want to do nothing. Like for example, I'm either waking up at you know five in the morning, going to the gym, drinking the lemon water, you know, reading, going to work, having a really productive day, getting home, working on stuff for the podcast, like going to sleep at 10 p.m., doing it again the next day for weeks and weeks and weeks, and then, or, or all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so like almost like debilitated to the point where I'm like, I can't even, like I'm getting out of bed. This is like the last possible second to barely make it to work on time. I feel like I'm floating through the day. I get home, I'm exhausted. I put on TV, order food instead of cooking dinner because I'm just like, can't make myself do it, go to sleep. Which saying that makes it sound like I'm depressed. I don't <laughs> think that's necessarily what it is. I think I go through these like- You're just skirts. going through the motions. But it's almost like spurts. Like I'll have like a, I'll have like a three week span where like everything. I'm just so productive. I'm doing a million things at once. To like, oh my god, I just can't handle it. I can't do it anymore. And I think I completely bring it on myself because I burn myself out. I go so gung ho, and then I just like get so burnt out that I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to sleep for three days straight. Like even this past weekend, like I like was go 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 go. We had like six holiday parties in three days and last night, cause I had the day off of work today. I like slept for so many hours just trying to like get that back. And I just will like crash. And I feel like that's not healthy and it's not sustainable. So one thing, like a goal I have for myself next year is I want to try to find that like middle ground of like, you know, being productive and working hard and getting up early, but like something that I can do for like, you know, a month, a quarter, a year, I say quarter, ew, I hate that. A month, three months, a year, like long-term so that I'm not constantly going through these like weird cycles of like, go, 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 and then crash, go, 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 crash. Like that's something like, I really wanna make it like a priority to do. Cause I think like mentally, it's like not good to live the way I'm living. Well, I think the biggest thing about goal setting is that it should be realistic goals and, you know. Smart goals. Uh, ew. <laughs> ew. Yeah, TBT. Um, with goals, like I was recently thinking about dry January and it kind of dawned on me that I don't think cutting anything cold turkey is the smartest thing to do. Yeah. I think when you cut anything cold turkey, whether... You know, I've I've done it. I did it with meat back in 2011. I'm currently doing it with coffee. It's not going great. It's, yeah, <laughs> I did it with birth control. I did it with Adderall. There's so many things in my life that I've cut cold turkey and it ended up harming me in the end. And like there's there were consequences for that. And so I think, you know, for a lighter, lighter example, like dry January. Like I think like, you know, if you want to cut back on your alcohol consumption, that's great. I think you should absolutely do that. But I think cutting something cold Turkey almost makes it seem as, as like a punishment rather than, you know, you're just trying to do something to better your life or whatever the reason it no, is I for you. I love that. I will add though, you're, you don't have a drinking problem. So I think this is, this is for people who don't. <laughs> yeah. <have>. yeah. That's <laughs> like, true. Um, if you're currently like, I, I think Correct. if you're currently like in AA, Abby's not saying that you should start drinking every now and then. I think you're, like you don't have a drinking problem right? and you're like, I want to, I don't want to just like cut it out cold turkey. Yeah. But like limiting it is a good right. idea. Because I think, you know, people around the holidays, they're probably, I think that's the main reason why people do dry January is other than like if you're not in AA. Because you were going to more gatherings around yes. the holidays and you want to, you know, take a break on that, but take a break, but like 
I don't know. Maybe even like, I think another alternative to that is slowly cut back in the month of January and then boom, February 1st. It's a shorter month. It's only 28 days. Like do dry February. Yeah. I also think like the, like the intentions, like if you want to, if like you start like drinking less and you are enjoying drinking less and then you drink less and less and all of a sudden you're not drinking at all anymore and you're enjoying that and you're like, I feel good. This is great. Like go with that. You know what I mean? I think that's, I think that's an important thing. I know for myself, like I took a month off drinking and I liked it. Like I felt really good. I felt really clear. I think, I don't think I would stop drinking completely only because there's something about going to dinner with my girlfriends, getting a cute cocktail and just having like one that I always will love. But I think everyone's different. And if you can find something that's like sustainable for yourself and your mental health, like go with that, you know? And I don't think it has to be like, dry January or not dry January. Like I think there's an in-between. Like if you want to eat less dairy, like, you know, maybe eat it once, you know, twice a week as opposed to just not eating it. If, if it's uh, again, if it's not like a debilitating problem. Yeah. I think that's a good goal. I think we have the same kind of idea, like something like not going too hardcore. Like they always say people get like gym memberships in January. Everyone's like, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to be super fit. And then it like, dies off super, super fast because in your mind, I think this is what you were saying. Like you have this idea of like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to drink again. And then when January is over, you're like binge drinking in February. Like instead of having that mindset, just like, if you want to just limit something, like do that. Self-discipline is honestly one of the hardest things to, to practice. And I think, you know, if you're the type of person that needs the new year to get that gym membership, totally fine. Sign up, take it, take advantage of the waived initiation fee. But just because it's January 1st, like don't punish yourself by like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym six days a week, only one day off. Like we're going to go, we're going to do double sessions. Like don't beat yourself up just because it's a new year. Work your way up to that. Like start off with like one day and then get up to two and then three, like over time. And before you know it, you'll be there as opposed to like burning yourself out. Um, which I think is, so, so important, um, like to have as something being like sustainable long-term. The next thing I had was creating a nighttime routine. Mm. Someone said this to me the other day and I thought it was genius. Um, I think we all get, everyone talks about morning routines, right? Like get up, you make your matcha, blah, 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 whatever. I love morning routines. Don't get me wrong. Like I love that. I will continue having a morning routine, but I thought about it. And this person said this to me and it made so much sense the time I am the most stressed out is when I'm leaving work. Like I have a million things on my mind. I haven't decompressed yet. I'm like caught my, my mind is racing. I get home from work and it's so easy to like, be like, Oh my gosh, I just want to like throw my pajamas on, um, like order dinner, sit on the couch, like watch TV and just like constantly have my like mind racing. And then it's hard to fall asleep, et cetera. And the, this person said to me, they were like, why don't you create like a, routine for a night that's going to like get you in the mood to go to sleep like from the second you get home so I think like doing something like that would be great like having like a nice relaxing like obviously it's not it's not going to be like go to a workout class but like something relaxing that like can put me in a state where by the time I'm ready to go to sleep like I feel very relaxed and ready to go to sleep and I'm not stressed because I think my job is so stressful that that's not going to go anywhere. So the time I'm not in work, like during the week, like trying to make the most of it, like the time outside of work, 
is big. And I think trying to incorporate reading in there too, because I literally do not read enough. I'm embarrassed about it. And I, I want to read at all. I want to start reading next year. And okay. I think if I make that part of my night routine, it'll, it'll be good. My two cents that you didn't ask for. I recently started drinking peppermint tea before bed and one because it's really good for digestion and bloating so like if you don't feel great after dinner like if you just drink some like hot peppermint tea it honestly makes you just feel so much better but I also feel like it's so relaxing but that's honestly one thing that I've struggled with is having any routine like I don't have a morning routine I don't have a night routine I don't have a day routine like I'm honestly just out there winging it and like just trying to get through the day and I think for 2023 also doing this program like the gut program is going to force me to have a routine because like I don't have literally I don't have structure. a workout yeah I don't have any structure I and think I think like having structure is so big especially that. for so many people that like work from home and like they, yeah. they like it's like how do you blur the line between like I slept I woke up I worked in my room like I didn't really put real clothes on today like I think having yeah. some sort of structure is important doesn't have 100%. to be peppermint tea but any tea I feel like is just so relaxing Completely agree. I think that's a big one. Podcast goals. I think this is something we've been talking about. Yeah. I want to implement it next year. I want to have our first live show. Yep. What do you guys think? When I, when I say that, <laughs> does that freak you out? Um. Okay. Yes. Only because I'm terrified being super honest. Like I want to have a good turnout and I'm I would be if I would be disappointed if we didn't have a good turnout. So it's more about the turnout and less about like what you would say, like yeah. that you're anxious about. I think I was born to be on stage and entertain. Like I grew up my whole life like dancing and like I was like low key like a theater nerd. Like I liked like I okay. went to like Camp Broadway and stuff. So like so I don't think being on stage the, scares so me. So you're more so like I want to make sure, sure people show up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I do think, you know, like late Q1, early Q2 is like a good realistic time frame. Yeah. Well, let us know, guys, if you'd want to come to something like that. I, obviously, we have a lot of listeners from all over the country, but that doesn't mean that everyone would come to a live show, right? Like, I think right. I've never been to a live podcast show. I want to no. go to one. I think that'd be really fun. But let us know, guys, if it's something you'd be interested in and also if there's something you'd want us to do at the live show that you think could be fun. I do think it could be a fun night out with like, you know, bring your girlfriends, et cetera. But we will probably start um, planning for that, marketing for that over the next few, um, you know, weeks, months, kind of yeah. getting into the early 2023 timeframe. So if you guys have any ideas or things you'd want to see, let us know. And I think that could be really fun. Yeah, like coming a fun journey. Coming soon to a big night venue near you. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. You guys can meet Peter there. He'll be there, right? That That's would true. Be, yeah. People yeah. do love Peter. I have people come up to me and say that they like Peter. Really? Yeah. Nice. They do. Love that. I'm I'm like slowly taking over every show. You are. I you have to. I notice it. Like me too. Yeah. I notice it on like so many podcasts that I listen to. And at first I always thought like, I was like, is this like, there's this one Barstool podcast that I listen to. Oh, I think it's, I think it's Brianna chicken fries and her girl. I like consider like it a three person podcast now. Like I, I like, I'm like, it's like Brianna Grace and then like their podcast producer. And I'm like, it's not just Grace and Brie. It's like the three of them. And at first I thought that was weird. But the more I listened to podcasts, I was like, no, like I feel like producers are like an integral part. Yeah. And they like, they keep people grounded. 
You know, like and we entertain. Need, you need you need someone that's like no, like yeah. that wasn't correct. I mean, I can I can call you out for when you don't know act, actors. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, well, we also much talking about the Kardashians. Oh, I can do. We also have like limited understanding of anything, so I think like having Peter is good. Yeah, he's always there for a quick Google. <laughs> yes, hundred um, percent. Okay, let's do product spotlight. Last episode of the year, got to do it. Okay. I really am enjoying the Skinny Confidential Hot Mess Ice Roller. I listened to the Skinny Confidential podcast and I've never bought anything from her before, but I've seen this ice roller like all over social media. And when she first dropped it, I was like, nah, I'm not going to buy it. Like whatever. Like I already have an ice roller that I got from Amazon. I oh, do have the Amazon one because I have the Amazon one. And I was going to ask you what the difference is. So I don't know. I don't know what, like my ice roller is just like this. It came with like a gua sha. Okay. Like it's, it was cheap. Like it wasn't anything special. Um, I honestly don't know what my other ice roller was made out of, but this one is made out of all aluminum. And I was so surprised by how heavy it is. Mm. Like the thing itself is so heavy, but I'm not kidding. Like I, I threw away my other ice roller cause I will never use it again because the way it glides on your face and the way my face felt after I was done, like it, it was worth every penny. And I, I will say it's, it's $69, but if you use the code snatched queen, you can get it for $58. Is that your, is that your code? No, I wish I had a code. No, <laughs> I honestly don't know where I found that, um, found that code. probably somewhere in like my email or something when I subscribed to her emails. Um, but it got me, a discount and free shipping. So for $58, you get this ice roller that I think is, is really worth it. It's pink. So like, it's really cute. It's like chilling in my freezer right now, but I used it a couple times this week and I'm really enjoying it. Wait, that's amazing. I always wondered that cause I've seen her ice roller before and I saw how expensive it was. And I was mm -hmm. like, what, what could be so special about it that like is better than like the $9 Amazon one. But knowing that information, I'm I'm influenced so by you, by I, you, Gail. I do notice, though, that, like, with the ice roller that I have, like, I don't know how long yours stays cold for, but I feel like mine only stays cold for, like, a couple minutes. Right. And hers, I didn't really put it. To, I feel like I kind of want to put it to the test and, like, literally put it out the fridge and, like, see or freezer and see how long it actually stays cold for. Because her claims, like, are for, like, a really long time. But, like who's ice rolling their face for an hour, you know? If they want to do like the dead girl makeup look. <laughs> yeah, just get really freaking cold. till your face turns blue. Yeah. but that'd, that'd be like a fun ad campaign. Like keep rolling your face till it turns blue, you know? <laughs> Maybe that's, I'll incorporate cool. this into my, like whatever morning or, I probably morning routine. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that could be good. Cause I kind of just do it when I work from home. And I like don't think about it often, but I want to do it daily because I do think it it does help a lot. And if you don't know the benefits of ice rolling, you probably live, live under a rock, but like it just reduces puffiness and redness, boosts circulation, brings blood to the surface, whatever. And like reduces <laughs> pore size, which by the way, is not true. Just yeah. not, not to throw shade, but like not true. Like you're born with your pores and you can't change yeah. the size of them. And if I see another ad saying that you can make your pores smaller, it's literally not true. I agree. Anyways, mine. Um, okay. So this is a food which I've never done before, but do you think it's important to note for 
the dairy-free girlies out there. I hate the fact that I say girlies now. <laughs> Note to self, stop saying girlies in 2023. Okay, so the brand Coco June yogurt. So I recently found out that I have issues with dairy, so I'm trying to cut it out right now. It has not been very fun because like cheese is probably my first love. I'm obsessed with cheese. I could literally just eat cheese for the rest of my life and be Same. happy. Um if I didn't feel horrible all the time. Anyways, I've been trying to cut out dairy. Huge issue, not just because of the cheese, but because of the yogurt. Almost every single morning I have a yogurt for breakfast with like berries and nuts or whatever in it. That is like, it's so easy for me, convenient. So when I found out that I couldn't have yogurt anymore and I'm specifically allergic to yogurt. Like I got, oh wow, on my result, my, my allergy results said yogurt in particular. So I was pretty heartbroken and I was like, what am I gonna do? Um, I'm working with a healthy gut club and my practitioner recommended this brand, Coco June. Um, and she said it was great. There's like no added like sugar. And like, sometimes when you buy dairy, dairy alternative food, there's a ton of like gums, added sugar. Right cornstarch, all this bullshit that honestly at that point, like you're better off eating dairy to be completely honest. So always read your labels, girlies. Um, ew, but, <laughs> ew, I hated that. that was gross. Sorry, I'm just ending it with a bang. Um, but this brand is like super clean, super natural and it tastes freaking amazing. You can get it at Whole Foods. It's a little pricey. I think like for a tub of the yogurt, it's like $3 or something like that. So it's not like the most inexpensive option. It's yeah. also Whole Foods, AKA Whole Package. Paycheck. Yeah. So you're going to be spending money on anything you get from them, but I think it's completely worth it. It's actually made me so happy. It's like, a, I have it for breakfast. I also have, it. it's like a fun treat after dinner with fruit in it. So highly, highly recommend for girls that have issues with dairy. I've actually tried that brand. Can you ask her? Because I haven't, I'm not working with my girl yet, but I use, so for a normal like plant-based yogurt, I try, I usually eat Siggy's. Have you had yeah, that one yet? I've but tried I, it. I don't know. It's like, I love the consistency of it. It's like thick and like creamy and I'm obsessed with it. Like the Siggy's plant-based one. Mm -hmm. And then the coconut cult one. Did she say anything about that? Coconut cult. No, she didn't. But I feel like I've heard of that one. The coconut cult one, you only eat like a tablespoon a day, oh. but it's supposed to have like a shit ton of ingredients. It's kind of expensive. It's like $10 a jar. And I think it only has like, I don't know how many servings in it. But when you compare Coco June to Coconut Cult, I don't like the consistency of Coco June as much as Coconut Cult. Oh, really? But if you could ask her about Siggy's and Coconut Cult and get back I to me, I feel like I read great. the ingredients of Siggy's and I didn't not like. Good? I didn't like something in it. Like personally, I didn't. I don't. I remember what it was. Me neither. I haven't but, looked at the ingredients on it, but but just like flavor wise, it's good. But I know Coconut June is extremely clean. Yes, yes. And that's like the most important. Exactly. Part. So fun alternative if you're dealing with that. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, baddies. That's all we have for you this episode and for this year. Oh my God. Crazy. Thank you guys so much for an incredible year. We are about to close on 40,000 downloads. Woo! So that's a huge accomplishment and we couldn't do it without you guys. Literally couldn't do it without Literally. you guys. So every single one of you that listens on mute every single week, like you have no idea how <laughs> you don't have an idea of how grateful you are because you're not listening right now. You're literally not even listening to what we're uh -uh. saying, but we're like, we, we love you anyway. Anyways. I know. And but thank you, Jessica. Like, thank, thank you, you, fucking Jessica. Thank you, Jessica, for all the storylines. We literally couldn't have done it with them without <laughs> you either. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Big Night Media. Guys, follow Big Night Media on Instagram. It's just at Big Night Media, right? Yep. That's the handle. Perfect. Um, 
In the meantime, follow us on Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. Join our private Facebook group. It's linked in our IG bio. And we will see you baddies next year. And the 2022 season has officially come to a close. We'll see you guys next year. We love you. Bye. Bye.